Good evening, and welcome to the Heritage of Faith Conversations radio program, sponsored by Heritage Baptist Church in New York City, a church that is committed to proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ in an atmosphere of love. Please join us this hour as Pastor Matthew Recker opens the Word of God and then brings others, including you, into the conversation. Tonight, we'll seek to have a dialogue that will glorify God and will show how the Bible is relevant to everyday life. Our desire is to lead people to salvation in Christ and encourage believers in their spiritual growth. Join us and build up your own heritage of faith. Welcome. We are coming to you live from the WMCA studio in downtown New York City, and it's great to be with you for another episode of the Heritage of Faith Conversations radio program hosted by Pastor Matthew Recker. My name is Micah, and I'm the ministry assistant at Heritage, and tonight we continue our series on the I Am Statements of our Savior, Jesus Christ. If you would like to join in on the conversation tonight, or if you have questions or need someone to pray with, please give us a call. Our studio phone number is 929-333-3739. Pastor Matt, you mentioned this morning in church how when you study church history, you find it so fascinating that you actually can't stop. (laughs) Yeah, because history, when you read one book, sometimes they're giving a particular viewpoint, and then you want to check it out Mm -hmm. with another book. So Mm -hmm. I have like three or four different history books yeah and each has its own kind of niche yeah and they're it's so interesting so when i read something about one person in one history book then i want to read or group i want to read about it in the other books that i have so it it just the rabbit hole it's a big (laughs) rabbit hole it's a good rabbit hole but we do invite our listeners if they're interested to come to our heritage discipleship institute we'll we'll be on our second week tomorrow night monday Mm -hmm which is January 30th, yeah. so it's not too late for them to, to start yeah, up with us. Second week. At mm-hmm. 7 p.m., we have a class New Testament survey at 8 o'clock. We're having our class in church history where I'm doing extra reading there. Yeah. <laughs> and they can also check us out on Zoom if yeah. they want to just hook up on Zoom mm-hmm. by going to our website at hbcnyc.org and then just click the link that talks about our Heritage Discipleship Institute. Yeah. And the notes are also online, mm-hmm. and there are old classes on YouTube. Yeah. Somebody actually came to our institute last week yeah. who, uh-huh. who, who found us on who, YouTube. Who found yeah. us, yeah, on YouTube and actually watched some of the classes, and he said, oh, I'll check this out, you know. <laughs> So that was good. Yeah. And uh, so we invite our listeners to Heritage Baptist Church or as well to our institute on Monday, our prayer meeting on Wednesday. Any listeners out there, you're, you want to get involved in our church, we'd love to hear from you. And they can give us a call if they want more information at 929-333-3739. Uh, thanks, Micah. And uh, this evening, we're, we're so happy to have back with us Charlie Salcedo one of our faithful members and really great students and one of our students of our Heritage Discipleship Institute. Now, you're, you graduated from uh, Ambassador Baptist College, but you're coming to our institute. So I'm very honored that you would do that, brother, actually. Uh, it's my pleasure actually yeah. coming. I enjoy coming to the classes and learning because there's a lot of things that, quite frankly, when I was in college, mm-hmm. uh, most of the time because I was working, <laughs> yeah. I'd come in, take the tests, and then I, you know, didn't maybe apply myself as I should have, but now I get to be able to go ahead and go through, read, uh, study more, and then actually grasp a lot more of the material than what I did before and challenged even now. I'm totally yeah. with you on that. I did not grasp, but I realized a lot the first time through, even in Bible college. And one reason why I like the Institute as a pastor is that it it refreshes me and it keeps me sharp on mm. theology and, and even yes. history. I've taught the history class, for example, two other times. This is my third time doing it. 
And I'm still, you know, trying to figure things out better, you know. Yes. So it's always great to read and learn because we, we do forget a lot of what we learn. Amen. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, we're going to be in John 14, 6. Mm-hmm. And this, of course, is one of the most well-known passages in the scripture. But dear listeners, don't tune us out tonight because we're going to look at, at, at this verse of scripture. And I think in a way of it, that will be interesting and challenging. But haven't we quoted this verse many times? Many John 14, times. 6, yes. where Jesus yes. said unto them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So we're going to just talk tonight about how Jesus is the way, mm-hmm. and next week we'll do the truth. So Jesus is the way, and we're going to read verses 1 through 9. So Micah, you could start us right off there in Micah chapter 14, verse 1. Yeah, John chapter 14. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whither I go, ye know, and the way ye know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also. And from henceforth you know him, and have seen him. Philip saith unto him, Lord, Show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, Show us the Father? Okay, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for this wonderful passage, Lord. It is comforting, it is foundational, and we just pray tonight that as we discuss it over the air, Lord, that you um, take our words, Lord, and bring it to the right people that need to hear it, Lord. Bless our listeners. Uh, We pray for people to be blessed by our conversation, Lord, and we thank you as we discuss this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I was walking with Debbie through Penn Station, and I'm kind of proud of one thing in life. I know my way around Penn Station. <laughs> the new one, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. Uh, but anyway, so we were walking through Penn Station because we were going to go to a restaurant. And, and I said to her, aren't you glad you know where you're going? And she said, I have no idea where I'm going. <laughs> I said, oh, yes, you do, because you're with me, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> because the particular restaurant, I, I wanted to leave the, the Penn Station Exit. I wanted to leave the right exit yeah. so that where we were going was across the street. Mm-hmm. And so I was just pulling her leg a little bit that I knew where I was going. So as long as she was with me, mm-hmm. she knew the way. Mm-hmm. And that's really the idea of John fourteen six. When we know Jesus Christ, we know the way. And in this passage of Scripture, Jesus is saying that he's going to heaven. Mm-hmm. And when we know him... We will know the way to heaven, for he is the way. And I like, I've heard it said once, or read it in a book somewhere, and I wrote it down, and I've said it, and I'll say it many times, but it said basically that without Jesus, there is no going, because Mm -hmm. he's the way. Mm -hmm. And if we don't know Jesus, there's no knowing, because he's the truth. And without Jesus, there's no living, because he is the life. But when you have Jesus, you know the way, you know the truth, and you have life. So we're going to talk about that tonight 
And, you know, just as we think uh, as well, Micah and Charlie, about knowing the way, and I was thinking, wow, we've all gotten lost along life's journey <laughs> once or twice, you know, <laughs> and, and, and didn't know the way. So I thought that's a good way to kind of just start us off tonight. Have you ever gotten lost or gone the wrong way? And, you know, men are famous for not wanting to ask directions. Are yeah. you the kind of guy that would, would ask or not ask directions? But maybe share a brief story of when you were lost and, and how you finally got to your destination. Yeah, well, uh, four years ago, I was working on an advertising photo shoot in California, and I had to ri- arrive on set, which was about an hour from where I was staying, and I was given the address on Coral Canyon Road, so I punched it into my GPS, and off I went with the product for the shoot and my assistant, and I had never been to the location, so I left pretty early to give myself plenty of time to find the place. Well, when I arrived, the address led me to a residential house in a residential neighborhood, and I knew that we were actually supposed to be shooting in a canyon. So I, I looked back at the address, and I noticed that I'd misread it. It was Corral Canyon with two R's, not Coral Canyon oh, with yeah. one R. Well, my heart dropped when I then realized I was about two hours away from where I was supposed oh, to be. No. So oh. in the end, you know, nobody passed me for about an hour and a half on the highway. <laughs> um, and because I had left early and because my it does God. take some time for, it does take some time for the, you know, the photo assistants and everything to set everything up with the lighting, I got there just in time for the oh. first picture, which was, you know, I had the product for the shoot. So yeah, I made I'm, it. I'm relieved. I feel better now. <laughs> Charlie, what, what's your story about getting lost and finding your way? Uh, well, I have numerous, but the one I'm going to mention today is when I was in boot camp in Paris Island, South Carolina. So I went in in July of 94, graduated in October of 94, but uh, while I was there in September time frame, uh, still a little bit away from graduating, but not very far in, we were doing land navigation. So mm-hmm. we were taught uh, what's an azimuth, and azimuth is the angle between north, like true north, uh, measured clockwise around the observer's horizon and a celestial body. So in other words, it would be like the sun or the moon or some star. Yeah. So you're trying to you have a, a compass that you use to gauge where north is, a uh, magnetic compass, and hopefully there's no uh, something magnetic to throw off the oh, compass uh, okay. from directing to what true north would be, mm. and then um, whatever the celestial body that you're trying to gauge. Uh, and so we were taught. So you're thrown out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, and you have to, based off of your being able to determine beer to north, uh, use a point of reference, which is one of celestial bodies, or if it's a daytime, even some uh, physical landmark, mm-hmm. uh, determine first off where you are and then where you need to go. Uh, mm-hmm. and I'd be horrible at that. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually very horrible. So we were tested on that. We were thrown out. Uh, after we were taught initially how to go about doing it in yeah. classroom and then a uh, group of guys in a small setting, and then they threw us out basically out in the woods in the middle of nowhere and said, I, we need you to get to point B mm-hmm. from where you guys are at, point A. Mm-hmm. And they gave us a compass, and here you go. So I spent uh, – we were allotted like a 20-minute time limit, but mm-hmm. and I, I basically flunked it because <laughs> I still was turned around about far from where I needed to be to, to get to the pass. Yeah, well, in my my life, is, in, when I was on deputation, we would travel around, and we'd mm-hmm. have to find churches, we'd have to find homes and things like that, mm-hmm. and people would, literally, they would tell me, at the fourth mailbox on the right, you make, you, you go left, <laughs> yeah. but one time, we were, Debbie and I were going to a church where they were looking for a youth pastor, and so we were going up there to interview with the pastor, go to their prayer meeting, and he said, there's a sign up on the left, you can't miss it, you know, it's like, yo, you can't miss it, mm-hmm. but... 
the only thing is is that our car headlights pointed down. It was like we had this old blue Nova, mm-hmm. and our car headlights pointed down on the road, so we couldn't see that sign up there. Oh, so we were, like, driving all over the place. And finally, we saw one house. We were like, that looks like a church. Is that a church? Knocked on the door. It was a beer party. So oh. that, but they knew where the church was, so we, we finally got there. But I do ask directions yeah. if I don't know the way. Mm-hmm. And, dear friends, we are here tonight to tell you about our Lord Jesus Christ, that he is the way. He is the narrow way to heaven, but he is the way of love. He is the way of life. He is the way of peace. Come to Jesus. Trust in him, and you can know that you have salvation. And if you want one of our call screeners to pray with you this evening, maybe you feel lost on life's journey. Maybe you're in a dark place in your life or a dead end. You know, a lot of dead ends that people... Uh, find in their experience Mm -hmm. if you just feel stuck in life you're in a rut and you need somebody to pray with you encourage you share a promise of god with you call us right now we would love to hear from you at 929-333-3739 so charlie this is really such a well-known bible verse john 14 6 and we're going to look at it in some different ways tonight And we're going to talk about a few different wrong ways people take in this world. And then we will focus on our Lord Jesus Christ as the true way. But before we do go into the wrong ways, let's just first hit on the primary truth. How how would you summarize the primary truth of John 14.6? So John 14.6 is pretty interesting. You have just a very declarative statement. Uh, It's very exclusive. Jesus is the only way mm-hmm. to be able to get to know God, yeah. and Jesus is the only way for his truth and for life. Uh, we're, st- we're, in effect, saying if you're going to know life, if you're going to have life f- w- from God, it's through Jesus only. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're going to have truth, uh, which all truth is God's truth, uh, it's only going to be through Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not going to have life, you're not going to have truth, uh, and you're not going to be able to get that, but by any other means except through Jesus. We're told in uh, Acts chapter 4, uh, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none under name given among men, whereby under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. And yeah. so truth uh, and life come only through Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. He is the way to know the truth. He mm-hmm. is the way to possess life, isn't he, Micah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the context also of this I am statement, it's also really interesting. You know, Jesus and his disciples were in the middle of the Last Supper, and Judas had just left the table. Peter had just boasted that he would lay down his life for Jesus, Mm. but Jesus corrected him, predicting that Peter would deny him three times. And despite all that, Jesus now turns and gives his followers comforting words and a promise. He tells them, do not be troubled, but to just believe. He says that, yes, he will be leaving but not without the hope of a personal dwelling place, a mansion fit for eternity and a promise that he will come back for them. When Thomas asked, but where are you going and how do we get there? Jesus proclaims the only answer that makes sense. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Hmm. Yeah, he is, absolutely. And, and dear friends, you know, and I was just thinking of this as you were talking. Because of what has recently happened in our church, of one of our members going to the back to the Roman Catholic system, that really affected me, you mm-hmm. know, and mm-hmm. really woke me up mm-hmm. uh, to the power of the Roman Catholic system or church. And and I have been doing a little bit of reading about this as well and how Mary 
is viewed as such an intercessor mm-hmm. for the Catholics where they say that Jesus is the way to get to the Father, mm-hmm. but Mary is the way to come to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, th- and, and I say this with all love to my dear Catholic friends out there. This is a deception. Mm-hmm. This is a flat-out lie. Mm-hmm. There's no, yes. nowhere in the Bible that teaches this. And no, right nowhere. there is enough for dear Catholics, and I say this in love, mm-hmm. to leave that church mm-hmm. And you can go straight to the Father mm-hmm. through Jesus Christ and know that you have eternal life. Amen. And not be stuck in, a, in, in the ritual of work, of work, of doing more work in order to maybe get to heaven, but probably even end up in purgatory according to the teaching of the Catholic mm-hmm. Church. So, dear friends, come to Jesus. He is the way to the Father. And there's no mediator to get to Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I right. mean, yeah. We go straight to yeah. Jesus, right? Okay, so we're going to talk about a few different wrong ways, and we're going to talk first about Cain for a moment, and then Balaam, and then the way of darkness. So the way of Cain, the way of, of Balaam, those are some of the wrong ways that I found mm-hmm. in the Bible. As mm-hmm. Proverbs says, there is a way that seemeth right unto a man, yeah. but the end thereof is the ways of death. So there are many wrong ways that people take, mm-hmm. and really the way of Cain, the way of Balaam, the way of darkness summarize a lot of different wrong ways that mm-hmm. people do take. So, Charlie, let's first start with the way of Cain. I call his way the way of rebellion. Jude 11 says, woe unto them. They have gone in the way of Cain. So what is this way of Cain? How would you describe the way of Cain? Uh, the way of Cain is basically uh, self-worship, self-exaltation. Uh, mm-hmm. In other words, it's one that's, it's, well, it's titled here, Way of Rebellion, but it's one that says, God, you're not the boss. I am. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you say. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do yeah. things my own way. Like, uh, was it Frank Sinatra? Yeah. And, uh, I'm sorry I had to bring that in. But, yeah, um, true, though. Yeah, I did it my way. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he flaunted uh, God's commands. Now, if we were to go back and read in Genesis 3 and Genesis 4, mm-hmm. uh, we don't see expressly, uh, like, stated that God said, do this mm-hmm. or don't do this. But mm-hmm. what we do see uh, is that, uh, Adam and Eve were dressed in uh, fig leaves mm-hmm. uh, that they had covered themselves with after they had committed sin. And then we see at the end of the chapter of chapter 3 that God made them coats of mm-hmm. skins. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, he had to kill an animal to be yeah. able to get the skin off of it, to be able to clothe them, fully clothe them. Mm-hmm. And then we see in chapter 4, after Cain and Abel have already been birthed and they've already grown, that there came a point in time where they brought offerings before God. Now, if you think about it, who... If we were to just take it at, uh, at face value, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't take a, a scripture at face value, but how many people were on earth at that point in time that we know of, four. just according to that verse? <laughs> yeah, four. Four, mm-hmm. right? And I mean, there, there might have been more, but the fact is we, we see at least four people. Mm-hmm. Now, where in the world would they have gotten that idea that I need to bring offerings before God mm-hmm. or that God is worshipped in this manner yeah. if there's only four people? Yeah. Well, either they got it directly from God or they got it from the parents. Who would have gotten it directly from God? Yeah. So we know, right. okay, we can infer that, hey, God. Yeah, because it says, by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice. Amen, so, that's right. So yes. therefore, he had to have heard from God because faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. That's right. Amen. Right? So uh, Abel had faith in God's way of sacrifice, blood sacrifice. Cain heard but didn't have that faith. That's right. right? Yeah. And then he went ahead and, tr- and offered his offering of, I would say, a fruit veggie basket. Uh, God didn't have respect towards it. Mm-hmm. God had respect towards Abel's offering. Mm-hmm. And then when 
uh, when Cain was wroth uh, prior to killing his brother out of jealousy and anger and bitterness, uh, you see that God admonished him and said, hey, look, if you do right, you'll be accepted. Yeah, so he's yeah. given an opportunity for him to repent and mm-hmm. to get right. Yeah. But he refused, and then he went ahead and killed his brother. His blood, brother's blood cried out. And, uh, you know, I guess you say we know the rest of the story, unfortunately yeah. for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but and that that story teaches us as well. Man is a religious being, for mm-hmm. one. Both yes. Cain and Abel were religious. Yeah. Yes. Both of them were attempting to get to God and please God. And there was one right way, and the other was a wrong way of mm-hmm. rebellion. And and I'm not picking on the other religions, but the, man is a very religious being, and there yeah. are a lot of religions that are, are wrong. And there are many Muslims. There are a billion Muslims in the world who are really practicing the way of Cain, when you yes. think about it, because it's a way purely based on works mm-hmm. without blood sacrifice mm-hmm. but it's those five pillars of islam that they they feel that they have to keep and then they can you know go to go to paradise mm-hmm. completely through their works mm-hmm. just as cain's way was a way of rebellion based on personal self-righteousness and works mm-hmm. yes. and you know pastor that's exactly what i was thinking about as i think of this phrase the way of cain mentioned in jude the implication is there's also a way of abel and so there's this contrast the two ways they're diametrically opposed the bible is filled with these contrasts the good and evil some of those examples are medical metaphorical jesus talks about the light and darkness the wheat and the tares he talked about the sheep and the goats and then sometimes the stark divide between good and evil, it's exemplified in people. And the earliest example of that is Cain and Abel, where in the simplest of terms, the way of Cain is the way of evil or rebelliousness, as as we said. And the way of Abel was righteousness. Um, the Apostle John sums it up this way in just a few words as he instructs believers how to treat each other in 1 John 3.12. Not as Cain, who was of that wicked one and slew his brother, and wherefore slew he him? Because his own works were evil and his brother's righteous. Hmm. Hmm. And dear friend, perhaps you're religious tonight, but you've not gone the way of Jesus Christ, who is the truth and the life. Mm-hmm. And it is offensive to people, mm-hmm. this narrow way of Jesus. Somebody might out there be angry even for me saying something negative about another religion. Mm -hmm. But if it's not the way of Jesus, Mm -hmm. it's the way of error. Mm -hmm. It's not the truth. Jesus is the truth. If you deny the truth of the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, which, let's say, Islam does, Mm -hmm. and Roman Catholicism does as well in another kind of way, then you're, you're not going the way of Jesus. So we're just calling upon people to call on the Lord Jesus Christ right. and trust in him. And we preach Christ. And we're going we're mm-hmm. to go to a song now, and we'd love for you to give us a call if you want prayer, if, if you want to even call in if, and respond to something we've said already. We'd be glad to talk to you, dear friend. Give us a call at 929-333-3739. And we are here tonight to preach Jesus Christ because he is the way. He is the truth, and He is the life. Give us a call right now, 
Praise the Lord. We do preach Jesus Christ, dear friends, and we're glad to have you listening tonight. And you can give us a call right now if you want us to share Jesus with you at 929-333-3739. So we talked a moment about the way of Cain. Now let's talk about the way of Balaam. And I kind of summarize him, Micah, and say that his way was the way of greed. Mm -hmm. It says in Jude 11 that Balaam ran greedily after error and i'm getting that verse in second peter chapter 2 verse 15 it talks about how those even in peter's day the false prophets in peter's day have forsaken the right way and have gone astray following the way of balaam the son of bosor who loved the wages of unrighteousness Mm -hmm. so he was a false prophet who Mm -hmm. was bought off to say what people wanted him to say for money he loved Money and he loved the wages, it says, of unrighteousness. Isn't that something? So, yeah. how would you summarize this way of Balaam? Uh, well, the story of the Gentile prophet Balaam, it runs across several chapters in the book of Numbers. And when Balaam is later mentioned in the Old Testament books of Deuteronomy, Joshua, Nehemiah, and Micah, 
The main takeaway is that God, in his goodness, turned the curses of Israel's enemies into blessings. So Balaam literally blessed the children of Israel, even though he was hired to curse them. But Balaam is also mentioned several times in the New Testament, and in each instance, the main takeaway is different. It's that even though Balaam spoke the blessings of God by default, he still did a lot of damage to the people of Israel, and he did it for one reason, money. Um, John, in the book of Revelation, he mentions that Balaam cast a stumbling block before the children of Israel to eat things sacrificed unto idols and to commit fornication. And then in both Jude and Second Peter, which you mentioned, those two verses, Lord, it, talk, uh, it talks about um, his motivation, Pastor, um, that he ran greedily for, for money, basically for money. Yeah, why do you think, how, how can somebody be presented... Because I remember when I was a kid, my dad was a Sunday school teacher, mm-hmm. and we were going to a liberal Presbyterian church. Mm-hmm. And the Sunday, the Sunday school quarterly was about Balaam, and it said, Balaam, the faithful prophet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you could tell we were in a liberal church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But somebody who could see, I mean, mm-hmm. when I think of Balaam, I think of, man, he was eloquent. Yeah. And he said true things. Uh-huh. He preached you know, he preached about the star yeah. of Jacob, didn't mm-hmm. he? And he preached yeah. true things. But yeah. yet, he was a false prophet. And what a terrible end he met. Mm-hmm. Where it says in Numbers chapter 31 and verse 6, when the Israelites went and, and fought against the Midianites, mm-hmm. it says, and Balaam also, the son of Beor, they slew with the sword. Mm-hmm. So that's how he died. He was with the enemy, yeah. uh, the enemies of God. Yeah. And he was slain because of that, even though he sounded so good. So we have to be, you know, what does that show us? That we have to be very discerning, Mm -hmm. even when we're listening to someone, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. somebody could really be deceptive and have have wrong motives. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And I think of, uh, you know, even as we sit in this radio station in the financial district of New York City, one block from Wall Street... I just wonder how many people who work in offices in this area, just yards from us, are walking in the way of Balaam. How many are motivated exclusively by financial gain, even if it means compromising their ethics, even if it means greed to the point of evil? And I'm sure that there are quite a few going after Balaam here. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we're told in uh, Philippians chapter 3, when Paul was uh, describing individuals that were living for the flesh, Mm-hmm. Uh, now he's is specifically addressing uh, believers here, but this is very obviously indicative of the of the lost. That it says um, after speaking of uh, pre- uh, pressing towards the mark, um, and it says, um, "Brethren, uh, be followers together of me, and mark them which so uh, which walk as so." You have us for an example. Uh, speaking of uh, people that li- that are living for God, this is for many walk of whom I've told you often and now tell you, even weeping, that they are enemies of the cross of Christ. This is mm-hmm. who's ended destruction. That's, And this is even for believers, not necessarily they're going to hell, but rather just they're going to have a wasted life. It says whose God is their belly. In other words, their passions, their fleshly desires is mm-hmm. what controls them, mm-hmm. and not not the God of the Bible. Mm-hmm. And they glory in whose glory is their shame. They... they are uh, glorying in things that are shameful, that God considers shameful. Mm-hmm. And s- in summary, this is their description, who mind earthly things. Mm-hmm. And so uh, physical gain, material gain, though it could be a blessing of God, but the fact is is that uh, it's a earthly 
uh, thing, and we're supposed to be mm-hmm. seeking first the kingdom of God, yeah, and yeah. that these things would be added unto us, and not uh, seeking material thing first. Yeah, and I just think, uh, you know, in the world today, there's so many people going after material things, but then when it gets super toxic is when you mix that with ministry, and oh, I just yes. think it's, it's such a turnoff for so many people, you know, these pastors, and of course we've talked about it before, but you know, they're driving around in their sports cars, have mansions, private jets, all this stuff, and I just think, I always go back to you know how was Je- how were Jesus and his disciples? How were the apostles living on earth? They, they it didn't look anything like that. So to me, it's just such a turnoff to the world, and I just find that to be really toxic when you mix materialism and ministry. You know, I just saw an article this afternoon. The, there's a new movie out on the Left Behind oh, uh-huh, movie, and and the yeah. pastor uh-huh. in that movie. He's, he's, he walked away from the church, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and he gave his testimony of what led him to walk away from the church, and he says because of pastors oh. who were driving Mercedes-Benz and begging for money oh, in the okay. church. That's one oh, of the wow. reasons. So mm. isn't, that, isn't that a, a sad irony? It is. But yeah. the thing is, is different. this is why we need Jesus Christ, because he is the one who can deliver us from the covetous ways of this world. So we have brother Leon is with us on the Heritage of Faith program tonight. Thank you for calling, Leon, and you're on the Heritage of Faith conversation program. Hi, good evening, Pastor, and uh, everyone listening here. I just wanted to just expound a little bit, not too much on John 14, 6. Sure. But I want to just give you a scripture that really uh, justifies it stated in John 1, 12. It's stated in John 1, 12, as many, which means everyone, as many as received them, to them gave me power to become the son become uh, the children of God, even to them that believe in his name. And um, my my um, understanding of where I am with Christ, basically, is once Christ, Christ has you, he don't have you like a fish with a hook alone, but he definitely has you for life. So once you trust in him, you know, and uh, you continue to walk with him, have a fellowship and uh, uh, a great uh, experience of following after him, and not taking your eyes on the water like Peter, I think the John fourteen six does justify that he is the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. Amen. And as the Bible continues to say, no man come unto the Father except by him. So that's my That's right. Thank you, Brother Leon. And I love John one twelve, and that is so true. If people will receive Jesus, you will walk in his way of truth and life. So thank Amen. you, Leon. God bless you. And let's talk about now this third way of darkness, or this third way. We talked about the way of Cain. The way of rebellion, the way of Balaam, the way of greed, and the way of darkness. And I I just kind of summarize this and say it's the way of addiction. So in the book of Proverbs, we see two different ways. The way of wisdom, which is light, and the way of foolishness, which is darkness. Proverbs chapter 4 even talks about, or Proverbs chapter 2 verse 13 says that some leave the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness. And it talks about the way of darkness. So, so Charlie, can you summarize how the writer of Proverbs speaks about the way of darkness in some of these early chapters of Proverbs, which really does focus on these two different ways, the way of wisdom, the way of foolishness? Uh, well, it, you mentioned it earlier in our broadcast, uh, but we see in uh, Proverbs fourteen twelve and sixteen twenty five, there is yeah. a way that seemeth right unto man. Mm-hmm. But the end thereof are the ways of death. And and actually in Proverbs 4, we see contrasted as well that um, we're told, starting at verse 14, about entering not into the path of the wicked or go not in the way of evil men. And then later on 
further down, not much more, but uh, it contrasts and says, the, but the path of the just is as a shining light that shineth yeah. more and more into the perfect day. I think that's what Peter was actually quoting when he talks about in Second um, Peter chapter 1 about the word of God, that it's it's it says a, a light shining unto... Uh, light shining in darkness that mm-hmm. we would do well to take heed unto but the way of darkness uh is basically that which is opposite or in rejection of mm-hmm. truth and rejection of god's way mm-hmm. uh and even though this isn't in proverbs but in romans uh we're told that the individuals that knew not god they glorified him uh neither were thankful mm-hmm. and it says that their foolish heart became darkened, darkened. Mm-hmm. and the fact is God he, God is light, mm-hmm. uh, we're told in First John, as well as uh, Jesus is that light in John chapter 1. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the light of the world. He lighteth every man. If you reject light, you have nothing else to yeah. turn to but except darkness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Pastor, you said this morning uh, in church that sometimes these word studies are so exciting. And I, I was looking up the word way. And, you know, I could have spent hours and hours, Mm. but I specifically was looking at the word way in the wisdom literature. And there's many examples of the two ways. So we talked about Psalms. The book of Job speaks of the way of the deceitful. Ecclesiastes speaks of the fool's way. Psalms speaks of the dark and slippery way, the solitary way, the wicked way. And even the very first verse of Psalms talks about the sinner's way. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of scorners. Over and over, the Holy Spirit of God, through human prophets and writers, he warns the people not to go the wrong way. In one sense, the Bible is like one big road sign saying, this way, with an arrow pointing Mm. to the Lord. And yet, Mm -hmm. how often do we as humans go our own way? Isaiah 53, 6, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. Yeah, and this path of darkness here, the way it's described, Charlie, and you were reading from Proverbs chapter 4, and also I'm going to look at verse 16 where it says, in this way of darkness, it says, they sleep not except they have done mischief, and their sleep is taken away unless they cause some to fall. And Mm. this is the path that is the path of darkness. Mm-hmm. And and so we, we see it's like a path of addiction mm-hmm. where they can't even sleep. And it's it, I find it amazing that people who do such sinful things have energy you know to to never sleep. You know they they break break night. What do they call mm-hmm. that? Where they will stay up all night just to be snorting coke and and doing their their mm-hmm. evil things of darkness. And so drug addiction and alcoholism and other kinds of addiction can literally cause such uh, control over people that, that they, they, they lose the desire to sleep. And, mm-hmm. that's, and that's really a, a, a terrible thing. So they're up during the, the dark. They're mm-hmm. up in the dark. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the way of darkness. Mm-hmm. So, dear friend, if you find yourself in darkness, come to the light. Mm-hmm. Come to Jesus. And we want to talk about him now. We want to talk about Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life. So he is the way of life. And when you know Jesus, you'll know the right way, won't we? And uh, so, so, Charlie, let's just talk about Jesus and how do we know that Jesus, first by his person, is the way to heaven? I mean, what a statement. No man comes to the Father but by me. He is the door. That was one of the I am statements. Like, yes, he's mm-hmm. the door. Mm-hmm. And there's no other. What? Could this possibly be true? So, it is true. We know it is. And how by his person 
do we know that this is true, that he's the way to heaven? Uh, we're told, actually, in Hebrews that he is the express image mm. of the Father. He's the express image of God. In other words, he's the type. Mm. He's yeah. uh, If you want to see God, you want to know what he's like? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look at Jesus, because he's God mm-hmm. Almighty. And that's what John 14 even said. If you've seen yeah. me, you've seen the Father, right? That's right, yeah. Uh, he was born of a virgin. So he fulfilled prophecy from Isaiah mm-hmm. uh, that he would be born of a virgin. He was born in Bethlehem, Ephrathah, according to Micah, uh, prophecy fulfilled there. Mm-hmm. And then also we're told uh, that he would not only be um, a prophet like unto his brethren, and and uh, and then also a prophecy that um, Jacob had given to his sons that uh, there would not be a lawgiver that uh, should not be a... Um, that would that would, that wouldn't rule until Shiloh come, mm-hmm. but also the fact that um, we're told, uh, as well as in Isaiah, uh, that this righteous servant would justify many, yeah. and so he, being uh, not having sinful uh, desire, not having a sin nature to begin with, because mm-hmm. he had no human father, yeah. but the Holy Spirit overshadowed uh, Mary, and uh, he was God incarnate, um, was able to offer himself as sacrifice on our behalf, uh, yet being fully man, mm-hmm. yeah. and tempt, tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Yeah, I mean, and it's true. The exclusive claims of Christ, mm-hmm. such as we find in John fourteen six, is an offense to man. Mm-hmm. But who else is like Jesus in his person? As Charlie said, who else was born of a virgin? Mm-hmm. Who else lived without sin? Mm-hmm. Who else is who he is and did what he did in his mm-hmm. person? Yeah, and another thing Jesus showed in his person is the fulfillment of types, as as uh, uh, Charlie actually just used that word type, that we see in the Old Testament. So beyond even just the specific prophecies, it's those types. So in John chapter 1, Jesus, when he was speaking with his future disciple Nathaniel, he applies the story of Jacob's dream to himself, saying, Verily, verily, I say unto you, hereafter ye shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. So Jesus is indicating that he is that connection, that ladder between heaven and earth. And he also fulfilled the type of the manna in the wilderness. And we talked about that a few weeks ago where Jesus said to the crowd that he was the bread which come down from heaven. And lastly, I'll just mention that Jesus fulfilled the type of Jonah and Mm. said that it was actually a sign that he was the Son of God from heaven, Matthew 1240. Let me read that. For as Jonas was three days and three nights in the whale's whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. So Jesus came from heaven and he displayed it by fulfilling types and prophecies. Yeah, and when Jesus rose again, we love those words that he spoke to those on the Emmaus Road, don't we? Mm. Where he said, ought not Christ to have suffered these things and enter into his glory and beginning at Moses... And all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all Mm. the scriptures, Mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. things concerning himself. Who else could, (laughs) let me open the Bible and tell you about me. No, no man could do that. That's right. Jesus could do it in all humility Mm -hmm. because he is the fulfillment of all of those types and all of those promises Mm -hmm. of the scripture. And I think, Pastor, I think you've said it, but I certainly feel like that, that, that Emmaus Road quote that you just read, it's one of the most exciting things for me in studying the Bible, just literally like finding new ways that it ties together. There's thousands and thousands of ways that the Old Testament ties to Jesus, and it's just exciting every time you find a new one. That's right. 
when you see Jesus in the Bible, the Bible comes alive. Mm -hmm. And when you see him in the New Testament, yeah, we see him in his actual works and miracles. We love those gospel narratives where we see Jesus. But we love also in the book of Jonah where we see Jesus in type Mm -hmm. in the prophet Jonah. That's right. Um, It's pretty interesting. Jesus even said himself that uh, when he was speaking to the Pharisees and rebuking them, mm-hmm. says Moses saw my day, and even Abraham yeah. saw my day, mm. uh, and rejoiced. Yeah, that's right. And, and then they're like, "Well, who uh, <laughs> are you? Other, are you older than our father Abraham?" He's yeah. like, "Well, yeah, I am. I am because yeah. I am. Yeah, yeah. One of those great I am statements. That's right. That's right. That's exactly what what Jesus said when he was was talking about Moses, and in John chapter five, he says, "If you believed Moses." Mm you would have believed me, for he wrote of me. <laughs> this just <laughs> triggered them big time. Yeah. But think of that. Oh, dear. Now I'm going to reach out to my Jewish friends. I reached out to my Catholic <laughs> friends, my Muslim friends. Let's reach out to our Jewish friends in this mm. city. Because mm-hmm. there are a lot of dear Jewish people, very religious, Sabbath-keeping, trying to keep the law. I see them in the train mm-hmm. when I'm in the Long Island Railroad. Mm-hmm. They'll put a lot of Christians to shame the way they study their religious books, the Torah and the Mishnah and the Talmud, whatever they're reading. Mm -hmm. But if you believed Moses, dear Jewish friends, Mm. you would believe in Jesus Christ because Moses wrote about Jesus. Deuteronomy chapter 18, he is the prophet like Moses. And there are many other examples that we could give. Mm -hmm. The serpent raised up in the wilderness right, and that yes. people had to look to. Mm-hmm. So look yes. to Jesus and live. He is the way. He is the truth. And he is the life. So, Micah, so we talked about Jesus in his person shows he's the way. How does Jesus show by his works, by his works, that he is the way? Mm. Well, Pastor, remember when John the Baptist was in prison and he wanted to confirm that Jesus truly was the one sent from heaven, the one that John had prepared the way for? Well, what did he do? He sent two of his disciples to ask Jesus straight up, are thou he that should come or do we look for another? And Jesus answered, he said, tell John what you see and hear. He said, quote, the blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the mm. lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached unto them, Matthew 11:5. And in this answer, Jesus was pointing back to the miracles that were prophesied about, about the Messiah, specifically mentioned in Isaiah 35. And it should be noted that no one ever healed a blind man before Jesus did. So he was saying, I am the fulfillment of those prophecies. And there are other fulfilled miracles prophesied in the Old Testament regarding Jesus' death, written in Isaiah and Psalms and other places, and also his resurrection, which we talked about last week, prophesied in the books of Job and Daniel and other places. Yeah. And what I think is wonderful, too, is how Psalm 16 is so used by the apostles. The apostles use Psalm 16 as the psalm of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And even in that psalm, it talks about the way, as we've been talking about, where in Psalm 16, verse 10, the psalmist said, Thou wilt not leave my soul in hell. Mm -hmm. And Jesus is the ultimate fulfillment of that, Mm -hmm. that his soul was not left in Hades. And neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Jesus is the fulfillment of that. His body was not left in the grave to corrupt. And then he says, then will he show us the path of life. 
Oh, dear friends, if you will believe that Jesus Christ has been raised from the dead and you call on the name of the Lord, he will show you the path of life. And in his presence is fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Uh, Charlie, did you want to add? Uh, yeah, as th- with regard to his works, uh, there's three different instances that I think about. One was the paralytic man that was brought down through the roof by mm-hmm. his friends mm-hmm. yeah. uh, to the man with the withered hand because uh, it was a similar situation. Uh, and then you have uh, as well as blind Bartimaeus. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, each different instance, but uh, with the man that was brought down through the roof, mm-hmm. uh, he says... You know, your sins be forgiven thee. And then the crowd murmured within themselves as far as the Pharisees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, who's this man? You know, that he forgives sins. Who can sin? forgive sins? Yeah, but yeah. God. But God. And yeah. then he says, so that you would know that I could forgive sin. He'd tell them, rise up, you know, take up yeah. thy bed and walk. Mm-hmm. And with the with, now with, he does something similar with the w- man with the withered hand in that when they murmured, saying similar how they did, who could forgive sins but this man, or but God. And he looked to the crowd angrily, mm-hmm. uh, particularly to the Pharisees yeah. that mm-hmm. were accusing him. Hey, you're not God. And he says, okay, you know, be thou healed. Because he healed them on the Sabbath mm-hmm. is what they were angry about mm-hmm. with regard to that. And he showed, proving, demonstrating himself to be God. Mm-hmm. And um, he's the Bart- and he showed he's the Lord of the Sabbath. That's right. That Jesus yes. is Lord of Sabbath, mm-hmm. that yes. he would heal on the Sabbath yeah. day. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. I'm, oh, I was just going to say that's a great point that the the miracle itself was only to show them who he actually was. I, I mean, I just love that connection that you're making. Yeah. 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 And of course they complained and they murmured <laughs> when he when he claimed who he was. Mm-hmm. They murmured at at that because it was too much for them mm-hmm. to grasp. And And we should understand that, really. That it's not easy to believe, mm-hmm. and people already people have their preconceived ideas, yeah. and 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 the truth of Jesus Christ just runs into our preconceived ideas, and and then we we want to hold on to our pre our, our th- those ideas that we've held maybe for mm-hmm. our our whole life, and maybe yeah. even our forefathers held them, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we have to let everything go when That's we right. come to Jesus. Just yeah. let everything go and hold on only to Him. Yeah, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and He will lift you up. Yeah, and so, dear friend, we're reaching out to you tonight. Maybe you're Jewish and you're listening to our program this evening. We would love to hear from you. Give us a call that we could tell you about Jesus at 929-333-3739. Maybe you're just a lost Gentile the way (laughs) I was one day. You know, into drugs and alcohol and darkness and and not happy or satisfied about anything and but and you know there's a there's a better way but you're you, you just haven't gone that way so we're here tonight calling upon you to come to Jesus Christ and he will give you salvation so we're talking about Jesus the way in his person and through his works and by the gospel Jesus is the way and the gospel through Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven, is it not? Mm-hmm. So yes. let's just talk yes. about that for a moment. And Charlie, we'll start with you. How How is the gospel through Jesus the only way to heaven? It's the only way to heaven because, honestly, he's the only one that's capable of being able to give us access to heaven. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have no means by which to be able to get there. Right. Uh, we're limited one because obviously we're human but also two because the fact is we're sinful mm-hmm. uh, God's not going to allow anything sinful in 
Mm-hmm. And so our sin needs to be dealt with. The mm-hmm. uh, Bible says the ways of sin is death. Now, if we were to pay for our sin, if we were to, you know, <laughs> we're not going to survive that. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> what Jesus did was he made a way for us to be able to go ahead and have that taken care of, which was that he offered himself in our place. Mm-hmm. Uh, he uh, became sin for us who knew no sin mm-hmm. that we might receive his righteousness. Mm-hmm. And Amen. So... Uh, outside of, I'm sorry. You no, know, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, outside of his offering uh, for ourselves, we wouldn't, we we wouldn't have everything that was pre- previous, all the animal sacrifices mm. and everything that was uh, laid out in the law in yeah. Moses' law. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact is, it was only temporary. It, you know, we're not sheep, we're not goats, we're not animals. It wasn't sufficient. Mm-hmm. So we're told in the book of Hebrews. So he was the only one that was uh, capable. Yeah. And he predicted he was going to die. Such passages like in Mark 10, where it says, Jesus said they will mock him, talking about himself, scourge him, spit upon him, and kill him. He's a prophet, and he preached exactly what happened to him. Mm -hmm. But then he says, and the third day he shall rise again. Amen. So it's by the gospel and by the power of his resurrection, he demonstrated that he's the son of God Mm -hmm. and that the payment he made for our sin was fully accepted. And that by believing in him, we will have the full forgiveness of our sins. Mm, So, Michael, add to this conversation. Well, the way of the gospel through Jesus Christ, it's the way to true joy, and it's a miraculous way. You know, there are many descriptions in Scripture that say it's miraculous. You know, Isaiah tells us that God created a way in the sea for his people. It speaks of, you know, when God opened up the Red Sea, and Isaiah also says there's a way in the wilderness. God miraculously kept his people in the wilderness. Um, the Psalms tells us that God is the way, his way is a sanctuary. Mm. And we mentioned already that Proverbs talks about the way of wisdom. And I found it pretty interesting uh, as I was doing that word study, Pastor, that the first time the word way is used in scripture is Genesis three twenty four, which says, so he, God, drove out the man and placed at the east of the Garden of Eden cherubim and a flaming sword, which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. Let me repeat mm. that the way of the tree of life. It's another Mm, description of the path to eternal life. And, you know, Adam and Eve, they were prevented from going to that tree of life, but we are not prevented. In in the last chapter of the Bible, it talks about follow the way through Jesus as he promised that we can eat from the tree of life and have eternal life with him. Amen. Well, thank you, Micah, as always, for sharing your heart and the word of God. Thank you, Charlie, for being back with us once again. We appreciate your wisdom and knowledge of God's word. And dear friends, We encourage you to, if you're not sure still about salvation, pray this prayer that the psalmist prayed. Show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy paths. And then call upon Jesus and say, Lord, have mercy upon me. Save my soul. Take me to heaven. And through Christ, you can have that full assurance of knowing you're on your way to heaven because you know Jesus Christ. Good night, and God bless you all. Have a good night. Thank you for tuning in to the Heritage of Faith Conversations radio program. To find out more about Heritage Baptist Church and our service times and locations, visit our website at hbcnyc.org. We stream multiple services online each week, including 11 a.m. Sunday mornings and 7.15 p.m. Wednesday nights. All are welcome, and you can find links to participate in our services on our website, 
hpcnyc.org. And join us again next Sunday at 6 p.m. for another Heritage of Faith conversation sponsored by Heritage Baptist Church. Until then, rejoice in the Lord.